0: Welcome back to another episode of Kate Talks Strictly. This is probably going to be my last episode until we get fully into the swing of Strictly series. Um, Can't believe it's already here. It's come around very, very quickly. And as I was saying the other week, I'll try and get my views out on everything happening each week, but we'll see what's happening with school and stuff. But we have one more episode of the Strictly Files for you before series 20 of Strictly gets underway and today I'm joined by Ed who has an incredible breadth of knowledge all about Strictly and I'm very excited to see some of his answers to these questions so uh, thanks for joining me Ed.
1: Thanks for having me Kate I'm so happy to be here I'm in I'm in a bit of a good mood today because I've been uh, I was jamming um out to levitating by Dua for all the way home from work today so yeah I've got got the one stuck in my head now. <laughs>
0: um so I'm super excited to get into these these 10 questions and also to find out what you put in the Strictly Hall of Fame.
1: Yes I just want to I just I just want to point out to everybody that um, when Kate brought out this new format the Strictly Files I thought oh right new format yeah let's get then I hear the questions that she's put in them and I'm like <gasps> <gasps> proceed to then blow up her inbox saying please, please 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 get me on this show right now so yeah.
0: Yeah I was thinking this would suit you well. So I was like, yeah. when I got that message, I was just like, I was just thinking of contacting you. So
1: good timing. <laughs> oh no, exactly.
0: So I can't wait. I can't you... wait. Let's just get into it. Let's go. Okay. So, are you ready for the ten questions? Give them to me. So the first question. As always, is why did you first start watching Strictly?
1: Well, uh, well, I first started watching Strictly when my parents introduced me to it. Basically, Um, they'd been watching X Factor for a really, really long time, and um, honestly, I wasn't digging it anymore. I really wasn't. Um, And they sort of lightly introduced me to it about two thousand and nine. I don't remember much from it, but. I've got to say, looking back on it, that was a really boring series with a lot of celebrities that sort of, you know, you could very easily cut out of the competition each week. So no, no offence to them, but yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, as time went on, it really, it, it grew on me. It really did. And now it's encouraged me to dance myself. So yeah, it's been, it's, it's been a real light in my life for sure since I started watching it.
0: So, what was your first memory of it then? Do you remember the two thousand and nine series, or do you think it comes later?
1: I think I, I I do remember some of it. Yeah, I think my very first memory, because this dance was just bonkers, was um, Ricky Groves, EastEnders actor Ricky Groves, Cha 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 that he did with Erin Bogue to um, girls that they keep saying it's the Pointer Sisters rendition of Jump. It's not. It was Girls Aloud's rendition. Um, but, yeah, they use Girls Aloud's rendition of Jump for their cha-cha-cha. And um, he'd had a a pretty bad week with his waltz previously. Craig, I believe, looking back on it, he described him as a terrified spare part because there was no relationship between him and and He was just focusing too much on getting through the routine. Whereas he came out with a cha-cha-cha and he just went absolutely crazy. You know, he just... His technique was kind of on point i suppose but after a while it was just like okay let's just forget about that and have a good time you know (laughs) but he was just i just remember laughing so hard at his expression because he was like he kept like he looked like a flaming carp that was out of water gasping for air the way his mouth was moving
0: that is a struggle though i never know what to do with my face when i'm dancing well i don't know i'm not thinking about it I just, I had my concentrating face and I always get talked talk about it, ballet and but, it's like, I don't think it's going anywhere anywhere at times too.
1: Yeah, but yeah, honestly, as time went on, um, I, did, I did get into it. Um, I, I absolutely loved Chris Hollins. Like, I, I just love that man to death. He's such, he is admittedly the worst winner that Strictly has ever seen. But that being said, um. That being said, he really went for it every week. You know, he didn't hold back. He had personality. Not so he won't, really. No, he didn't. He did, and he had personality from day one. And uh, what a lot of people, I think, overlooked, like um, certain people I've heard talk about him recently, no names. But, um, yeah, they they didn't, That they were concerned about him winning, and they were like, oh, God, why is he won when Ricky Whittle's so good? And I'm like, Have you even looked at how much chemistry he has with Ola? Because so many couples that year had to work on chemistry, like, really badly, whereas he and Ola were just, like, from day one, it was just...
0: I don't know too much about that series, but I believe Ricky Whittle's show dance could have been what maybe lost him strictly.
1: It wasn't that good, really. (laughs) It was technically good, but... Look at and despite the fact that it got a near perfect score only really, because Darcy scored it a nine. Um, she was a guest judge for the last three weeks of that series, which I hated because it messed up the freaking stats. Don't get me started. And they didn't like, there's been four judges this whole series, and you're gonna throw a new one in there for the last three weeks. Are you are you trying to kill me?
0: I think people who know me well know my beef with changing the Yes. The number of judges. Yes.
1: I, I have the exact same thing. But um, yeah, um, his show dance unfortunately was a bit too lift central.
0: Hmm. I think mean, that is but, a I, good show dancer sometimes.
1: And to be perfectly honest, they were really, really good lifts. But it was like you know, they did a few bits of cha-cha-cha in between the lifts and that was pretty much it. It wasn't really... Whereas Chris had a real mix of um steps and he had some jives and cha-cha-cha as well as some amazing lifts as well so i think that was really the clincher that won him the series on top of the fact that he had done that unforgettable charleston
0: Hmm.
1: and also actually actually just to bring it up that was the first year that they went back to blackpool since series two
0: well nice segue um to the next question is what is your favorite themed week
1: now, I was thinking about this answer when you sent me the list of questions. I was like, does Blackpool count as a theme week? I want it to.
0: I mean, it's a special week. Definitely. It is. I don't know whether it's a theme, but it's a special week.
1: Well, they've had themes there before. That's the thing. The first time that um, the, the sorry, not the first time. Um, the, well, actually, it was the first time that they went to the new studio and they started adding themes into the show after 2009 the first theme they had there was Las Vegas so you know they've had theme weeks there but yeah I'd I'd say out of all of them my favourite week has to be Blackpool and to be perfectly honest I wasn't a massive fan when they decided to go to Wembley a couple of years in the running because it felt that sort of venue should be safe for the tour not for the live show
0: I think this was when I was like just That was series 10, right? Nine. Nine, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So that was when I was like just sort of becoming aware of it.
1: Yeah, yeah. But I tell you, I tell you what, it it wasn't a bad venue to have for a couple of years. But I've got to say the first year they had it there, the dancing was really flat. Like nobody scored tens there the first time they went. And I was like, okay, that was a bit of a an awkward night.
0: It feels so so big. You know, you it just, well, this is the
1: it. thing you'd expect a venue like that to bring the best out of people, and it didn't, you know, not like we'd seen Blackpool do in the past. So it mm-hmm. was a bit, yeah, it was like, well, why did they go there then?
0: So you're talking yeah, about I, like the, the the theme weeks coming in and out and stuff, because um, there also used to be that there was that sort of 2013 14 time where they were messing about with them and stuff. Um, is there a theme well, week, week like, that people come 14th. back on introduce?
1: I'd say sort of actually 2012 to 2015 was when the segue started, because that was when they first introduced Dance Fusion, if you remember.
0: Oh, yeah. And then didn't they do, is there like a movie week? It was like a Hollywood week or something. Which I don't oh, really God. See the it's difference. been
1: shifted so many times I don't even know anymore. But, yeah, to to answer that, I think if there was one week that I would want to bring back, it would be Dance Fusion. Mm-hmm. I, we I think that would be fun. We had so many amazing dances come out of that week and yet we've never seen it again. And it's a massive shame, I think.
0: I think I can't remember I think I might have been saying this with in Ethan's episode, or maybe not even in the episode, just when we talk, I'd love that to be in like the week ten slot, then they used to do like in the fun.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: not like the dance is a theme or something, but it's just switching up a little bit. I think that'd be interesting. Yeah,
1: yeah. I do, I do love, I, I did love the Dance Fusions. I mean, my favourite was definitely Danny Harmer, for sure. I, I, I love... You go,
0: you go. Sorry, you, you go. First. <laughs> See, oh I, God,
1: we're at it now.
0: <laughs> That's so British.
1: No, you, you go first.
0: I only really know Kimberly and Pasha, so I think I was a little too young, because I know that was really good. But uh, Danny was my favourite that series, so I'm sure they did a good. They were a good pairing.
1: Well, you know, we're we're both massive Tracy Beaker fans, right? So obviously we had to love Danny Harmer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I did. I did absolutely love her. She was such a, an amazing little pocket rocket, absolutely. And her Charleston quickstep fusion that she did with Vincent, like it was so fast as well, even for quickstep standards. So the fact that she kept in time with the music perfectly it was, it was amazing. Absolutely. And do you remember the song that they used for it? I have
0: no memory of this. I need to
1: could it. It couldn't have been a perfect song. It was the same one that Daisy Lowe and Aliash used for their Charleston.
0: Ah, oh, okay.
1: Happy Feet.
0: Yes, yes. So yeah, it was.
1: It was the perfect one. And then, um, and then also we had um, Lewis and Flavia's Rumba and Tango Fusion, which unlike some of the others, um, it was, they went the same sort of format as Lisa Riley and Robin Windsor. They did it half and half. And Len said after the show that he didn't give it a 10 because he preferred the um, mixed way of doing it. But with a song like With or Without You, that starts quiet but then goes into like a massive explosive finish. I I felt like it worked.
0: Yeah. Again, I don't remember. But then
1: tango.
0: I feel like yeah, that is a that is a thing. I definitely would prefer to see one that's been you know more incorporated. But if yeah, if you're using that song, like you kind of have to go in the music.
1: Yeah, it, which Flavia did absolutely brilliantly. Like Lewis. By that point, when Craig had given him the push um, the week before his Charleston and said to him, you're not showing us any personality, you're not performing the dances like we need you to. You're just relying on the technique to get you through it at this point. And Flavia then took him to see an acting coach. He excelled at that point in the competition. And that was when he really sort of uh, I, I think people really started to realise that he could win it. And he did.
0: Um- So next question, what's your favourite dance style on Strictly?
1: It's shifted. I'll say that it has shifted a lot over the years. Um, But I have to say at the moment, it's got to be the Paso.
0: Oh, I don't think anyone's answered that yet.
1: Because literally it was, it's just, I mean, it's kind of, if I do it, it's kind of anger management therapy sometimes. You know, because it, it's so fierce. If you're feeling frustrated, it's a good way to just let out if you're just going, ha, 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 up in your kitchen all day long.
0: I mean, I, there's been some great Passos. I mean, as a Kevin Clifton fan, really I, I, I do love watching a bit of Paso.
1: Uh, <coughs> Kevin Clifton.
0: <clears throat> but honestly, his Passos are so good. I mean, no,
1: he, like, Susanna's. All, all, jokes, all jokes to all ridiculous fangirling aside um <laughs> kidding um he is definitely the best passo choreographer the show has ever seen
0: obviously i'm going to agree
1: but how craig never gave one of his passos a 10 is beyond me
0: why in his time on strictly does kevin clifton only ever got three perfect scores in the, if we're including the main show
1: i know right it's just it's maddening and I'll be perfectly honest with you. I am shocked, A, that Rumba still hasn't got a perfect score, and B, that the there have only been two perfect Passos in the history of Strictly Come Dancing, and those have been done by, obviously, John Johannes last year and Chelsea Healy and Pasha. Hmm.
0: I th- I so thought that Calvin and Oti were going to get the Rumba perfect score in the final.
1: I really did as well like how they didn't get a perfect score for their wrong is just it's criminal at this point it is actually criminal
0: because that's like kind of the only dance style left because it was different because now couples choice is kind of one thing instead of three things which I've talked about at yeah, length on uh, this podcast um. see,
1: I am not I don't have as strong an again um, against couples choice as some other people in the fandom do now
0: yeah, yeah I don't I hate it they,
1: I just wish they'd put it back to what it was because Sarah's couples choice last year it had no defined style at all I just didn't know what it was
0: I think and therefore I just didn't it enjoy freer. it I think weirdly that making it freer has made them more samey which is weird how that works
1: yeah. it's just it's it's taken away a lot of the essence of what it was when it started and it, they need to bring it back to the, to the three styles because we had the perfect ones that were properly defined like Reese's um, obviously John Johannes did t- contemporary Rose did contemporary um, did anybody else do contemporary? what, last,
0: last series?
1: yeah oh yeah, Tom and Amy that's who I was thinking of
0: oh uh, yes that's a topic
1: <laughs> but yeah and um then of course the only people that did um jazz last year were aj and kai hmm. so yeah who who, how many routines of theatre jazz have we seen barely any
0: well as i was saying the other episode i think the problem is because the first one's the best one and you're gonna struggle to get better
1: you really are Faye and, giovanni. I mean, Faye, Faye and giovanni really set the mark didn't they
0: definitely but,
1: um just just going back to the paso a sec, I I have to admit um my favourite paso of all time has to be again Ricky Groves and Erin. Because they are the only couple to have done a Paso Doble to one vision by Queen, and I'm all here for it.
0: Mm, I can imagine that working pretty well.
1: It it really did, and it was just a shame that he went a bit crazy and his hands were like that for the whole <laughs> oh, routine.
0: No oh no you
1: you know you know who will have commented on that yes your hands look like ice cream scoops darling
0: (laughs) so next question what would you say is the most memorable it takes two moments
1: for me it's um the the games that they used to play on the vts Throughout the years, because they've had various different ones, so they've had um, um, they had in 2013, I think it was ballroom ballots, where all the pros voted. the The pros were given a question, and they voted for who they thought fitted the category. um 2016, they had like the strictly photo booth as well, which was funny because you'd see in in the intro, you'd see people wearing all ridiculous like headdresses and scarves and that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But it was re- it's was it been relatively the same thing. Um, and it was also, they had Ballroom Bingo in 2017. It um, takes
0: two, they did, didn't they?
1: Yes. Yeah, that was, that was one of my favourite ones. Because mm, that, that, that revealed some things about the pros that I don't think anybody would have guessed. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, the one question on It Takes Who that I knew already was um, who hates um, people eating apples in the morning. And I was like, yes. Diane. I know that because I've seen uh, her VTs with Joe. I'm like, I hate apples in the morning. I was like, wait, what? How (laughs) can you hate apples apples? at a certain time of day? Like, you are so weird, Diane.
0: (laughs) So, I mean, talking about getting to know the pros, who is your favourite pro? I know this is, like, one of the worst questions to ask. I feel like Strictly fans either have an immediate look.
1: Are we talking current or previous?
0: Um... Whichever you'd like.
1: Okay, I have to say my favourite pro of all time has to be Pasha Kovalev.
0: I mean, his incredible contribution to Strictly.
1: He really was. I mean, I remember, and I said this to him when I saw him at Here Come the Boys. The moment that he came out for his debut dance um, to Ain't No Other Man by Christina Aguilera, he had all the other pro girls around him. And the minute he started just moving his body completely in time, it it looked like a controlled frenzy. That was how good it looked. But I was just like, they have got a diamond in their hands right there. And I was not wrong. He has had the most tens out of any pro on the show.
0: Although I believe Giovanni's overtaken him as of last series.
1: Well, you know, he has retired, but still, Hmm. you know. he's left he's left a legacy behind him for sure 100
0: so um what is your favorite pro
1: dance Oh, oh god that's a tough one that is a real tough one yeah i've got to say you know i can't that's one that i really can't pick off the top of my head um Oh god, I'm gonna really have to think long and hard about this one.
0: <laughs> so I feel like this is one of those questions of strictly answered. You either you just know it, or you're like, oh no, but then there's that one and now one. I see, I, I do, I'm always just like run boy run. Yeah. But um some of it's like really like, oh god, there's so many good ones.
1: Yeah. Um I think. If I, if I had to make a decision off the top of my head, I think one of my favourite pro dances would probably be 2016 Movie Week um, when it was like Giovanni dressed as the, the guy who um, cleans the dance studio but dreams of secretly being a star. And there's like Ali Ash playing the snooty um, dance champion who's got the the girl and Giovanni like, dreams of dancing with.
0: That was a good That was a good year for pro dancers.
1: It really was. And obviously, you know, we had that legendary live West Side Story group number that year as well.
0: That is so good. I've watched that so many times and it needs to be talked about more. Like, that's definitely one of my favourites. I mean, it was, was totally live. Perfect.
1: It was live as well. That's what I can't get over.
0: I know. And then it's like, I think it's Brendan who's like jumping between the two, like, Props
1: no. like what? It's crazy, but I have to say there have been some absolutely fantastic pro dance. And I love it at Blackpool when they get the celebs involved as mm. well. The, the, one of the best ones for that, I have to say, was 2015 when they did their little um high class dance to Bills by Lunch Money Lewis.
0: Oh, uh, that used to be when I was younger, that used to be like my favorite pro dance.
1: Like literally it because there was no bad celebs on the floor when they got to that point in Blackpool compared to, to sure. previous years. That, that was, was that very was good. I, I love, love that, that style. Yeah. I, I've got to say, there were a few worries um, in previous years, you know, when they've had people like Judy Murray and Ed Balls in, featured in the group. boxes. Well,
0: I will say, I'm not going to speak too much about this, but I will say Ed Balls, better than people give him credit for.
1: He really was, you know, he was, I mean, his highest score may have only been 27, but he wasn't, he was nowhere near as bad as people like um, Anne Whittacombe or John Sargent.
0: I know everyone always says the standard gets higher every year, but it really feels like it does.
1: It really does. It really does. And, you know, last year, I I hate this word, but unfortunately Flo and Laura um, implanted it in my head now. It was a pretty ringerless year last year. There weren't really any dancers that were that had a completely steady journey all the way through. They started high and they stayed high all the way through. Everybody had ups and downs,
0: which made it very exciting and very unpredictable.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, John's weak point was his ballroom, AJ excelled in ballroom and some of the specialist dances but really struggled with latin like I was not expecting that from her at all
0: it did it did make exciting watching but stressful result shows yes having far too many favorites I know (laughs) I really struggled with that um next question who would you say is the most underrated partnership that's been on Strictly
1: Well, I I can't really say who is the most underrated partnership. I mean, who who can really call that, right? I mean, there's there's probably quite a lot of underrated couples out there. But off the top of my head, I can think of two that I can name for this. One is um, somebody who I found to be absolutely amazing, but who I think is barely ever talked about, is Patrick Robinson and Anya Garnis.
0: I vaguely, I vaguely... He did Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, right?
1: He did, yeah. That was good. He, you know, he was 50, he had bad knees, and yet he was the best male celebrity of the whole competition. Mm. He was amazing. Like, he just, from the minute that he stepped onto that stage, he just oozed style, class, everything. And, you know, he he did some amazing dances like his cha-cha-cha to mercy by Duffy brilliant his quick step in Halloween I don't know if you remember that but Anya was he was like this crazy voodoo master and Anya was like this woman that wanted to was like sort of being enchanted by him but was he
0: series 11
1: yes he was
0: okay yes yes that makes sense I was thinking he was series 12 but no yeah that makes sense but yeah, yeah he was, was a, female final
1: But yeah, he was, um, Anya was dressed in what started off as an orange dress, but at one point he did a spin and the dance and the dress unfolded. And it was like this lightning blue number underneath. It was absolutely fantastic. And then his American Smooth to It Had to Be You by Harry Connick Jr. First Mm dance where he got a 10 and he topped the leaderboard that week. His samba in Blackpool to Copacabana before there was Danny Mack, I would have to say there was Patrick Robinson. He was an incredible samba dancer.
0: I'm going to have to watch some of his routines. as.
1: No. Yeah, and then, as you say, his Charleston to Chitty Chitty bang bang Brilliant. So fast. And yet he kept up with it the whole way through. And it- it's barely ever talked about. I barely hear anybody mention his name these days.
0: Yeah. Who- who's your other one?
1: Um, Tilly and Nikita
0: yeah she did some really good dances
1: i could not believe how long it took some people to warm up to her i loved her from the moment she started
0: i still just i think her cha-cha-cha was incredible
1: it really was i mean she's gone from being this let's face it nervous wreck in week one and barely ever saying anything until the dances until like she's off the stage and then she does this absolutely seamless spin in the cha-cha walks like She was incredible. I loved it. Loved it.
0: I think I said this a few times on the podcast. For someone who isn't a performer, she performed really well.
1: She did. She really did. I do have to agree with the public with the general consensus on one thing though. The marking for her passo. Like, where was everybody what was everyone else watching?
0: Was I I I remember this being what did she get?
1: Six, eight, nine, nine.
0: Yeah, that was. That was really odd.
1: For for me, it Just wasn't like, a six.
0: Some felt too high, some felt too low. It,
1: it wasn't a six, and it wasn't a nine. But I <laughs> personally would have given it an eight because it started it started with less power than it should have done, but it grew as the dance went on. So yeah, I thought I thought it was a very decent dance, but yeah, the the marking for that was very erratic.
0: So final question is: couple that left too soon.
1: Oh. <laughs> right you've opened a can of worms here so I, I reckon i can name one from each series that i've watched really so um in series nine there was zoe locker from football's wives like she left way too early she left in week seven Um, No, no, sorry. Yeah, it was week seven because it was the week before Blackpool and Blackpool was week eight that year. And she went out on a samba that wasn't necessarily her best dance. But she was in the dance off against Ali Bastian, who was the best female dancer of the whole entire year, who had also had a bit of a bad week. But I was just like, why the hell have they put them in the dance off and Ricky Groves and... Craig Kelly who have had their worst week of the whole series have been put straight through. No I actually know. Craig had his best week of the whole series. Ricky had had a bit of a dip, but they were still bottom of the leaderboards. And then next week we have to go and watch Craig Kelly go out and do a cha-cha-cha that really shouldn't have even been in the series. Like it was just it was completely painful to watch. And I'm like really she's gone out and we're having to watch that. So, no, no offence to Craig, because he was enjoying himself, but it just didn't feel worth it, you know. And then another one from the next series um, was Jimmy Mystery, who was Flavia's um, ballroom partner for that year, and now her partner in real life, because uh, they were on their farm together. But I hate. I hated when he went out because he went out on his best dance. He got his highest scoring dance of the series, and he ended up in that middle of the leaderboard zone. And I think the public just forgot about him.
0: Mm, that's always the issue.
1: So yeah, it was a real, yeah, it was a real shock exit that week. But yeah, he he really shouldn't have gone out when he did. But um. I know a lot of people will probably be expecting me to say certain couples, um, but I think they go without saying, really.
0: There's the two.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: So, I think it's time to move on to the Strictly Hall of Fame. Now, these dances, as I've explained before, are not necessarily the guest's favourite dances, but one they feel represents Strictly the best. So... So far, I submitted Krim Jive. We had Ella who submitted Rose and Giovanni's Couples Choice, and Ethan who submitted Faye and Giovanni's Couples Choice. So, um, Ed, take us through your thoughts on what you think should be in the strict. No. Opinion.
1: The one dancer I would like to nominate, because I, I know that nobody else will, I reckon, because everybody's more sort of current um, with their choices. But the one dance that I would really like to nominate for the Strictly Hall of Fame is the one, is the first dance ever to get a 10 on Strictly Come Dancing.
0: Oh, I actually know what this is.
1: <laughs> and that is Natasha Kaplinski and Brendan Coles Samba to Love Is in the Air. And that this is I'm...
0: not something I saw getting in here, but that's why you are on the podcast, because you give us a bit of a different. Yes.
1: But this is that this is the re. It was the first chance to ever get a ten, and I don't think anybody expected anyone to get a ten in that series because you know it was the first series ever, and you know everybody was just sort of getting used to the thing. But they did an amazing job, and I've only ever seen this because I bought. Um, len's dvd that he made when he retired len goodman's best bits Mm. so if anybody wants to go and watch the dance you're gonna have to buy that dvd because for some reason no one has saved this dance on youtube
0: that's the problem with the earlier series yeah i think a lot of the ones i know i know that from the dvd because when i was younger about the only dvds i'd watch yeah
1: it's um but yeah i I think I just think it's a massive shame that they did so well the first time, but when they did it again in the final, um Brendan's mic got stuck in Natasha's dress, and they had a massive wardrobe malfunction, so they didn't get scored nearly as high the second time around.
0: oh i didn't I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, I looked at the scoreboard and I was like, "Oh, why has there been such a massive drop?" And then I read in the annuals, yeah, they had a wardrobe malfunction, so yeah. Unfortunately, it didn't go quite as well the second time around. But, yeah, it uh, personally for me, uh, as the first ever dancer to get a 10, it should it deserves its spot in the Strictly Hall of Fame.
0: I think that's excellent reasoning. Um, so, Natasha and Brendan Samba makes the fourth entry to the Strictly Hall of Fame. This may be the last entry of 2022. We'll see but, um, as we're going heading into Strictly series, but I'm hoping to continue this at some point after Strictly. We'll see how busy I am. Um, I mean,
1: ob- obviously you've got the general thing to come with analysing all the dances each week. Yeah. So, you know, we understand.
0: Um, Thank you so much for coming on, Ed. Um, it's been great speaking to you and get some of the slightly different perspective on these dances. Yeah. Um, i hope you guys enjoyed listening at home as always follow and subscribe whenever you listen to your podcast give me a nice five-star review if you fancy it it really helps me out and share with your strictly friends um, because why not um so thanks so much for listening and thank you for joining me ed
1: thanks so much for having me
0: bye everyone
1: see ya